Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. The best pizza in the city still making a great royal pizza. Currently has quite the deal for you. It's the last day of Valentine's Month at Royal Pizza. Enjoy your dinner for two, which includes your choice of salad, a gourmet medium pizza, and a delicious dessert, all for just $37.95. Royal Pizza still making a great last day to capitalize. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we go to our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-A. H-A-U-K today. He's been in the chair as an NHL general manager. He started Octagon's player agency. He was the number one overall pick in the NHL draft. We welcome back to the show, Brian Lawton. Hi, Brian. How are you? Doing great, Bob. How are you? Good. All right. Uh, let's start with Yesapol Yarvi, the trade to the Carolina Hurricanes. Obviously, uh, the Hurricanes did not get Timo Meyer. Uh, they had $10 million in space to spend because of LTIR situation. The Oilers don't retain. Your take on the deal? Uh, honestly, I think it's an excellent deal. I'll say the exact opposite of the media and say I think it's an excellent deal. For the Edmonton Oilers, I have already spoken to Carolina about the deal. I think they've got a pretty good read on it. Um, I think Jesse's going to get a good opportunity there. They're excited to have him. They have a very big Finnish contingent. But I think getting the space back for Edmonton is a little bit of a salvage on this deal for them. Yeah, and is that part of it is... You have to realize the monetization of the cap space and also factor in the relative worth and value of picks. Is that what's maybe changed in this cap system right now? A hundred percent. The bottom line is you have to, you know, though, to really to make that move, you have to ask yourself, what is your true evaluation of the player? And um, there's a lot of people in the media. There's some good analytics there. You and I have talked about Jesse in the past. I think he's a great kid. Nobody wants to say what they really think that often in hockey circles. For me, you know, I've said that when Jesse played well, I felt like it was accidental at times. And I don't mean that negative or towards the person. I just mean it was a confluence of things went right where it looked reasonably good, but it didn't last. Yeah. And that is my evaluation on Jesse. I do think he'll, he can play in the NHL. Um, I don't think it's in Definitely not in the top six role for me, and uh, probably not even a top nine. But he's a big guy that can skate. I hope he finds his game. I, I hope do. he plays great 
in Carolina. I really do. I spoke to Dave Tippett about him just yesterday, and he said he's a great kid. So I hope it works out. But my honest evaluation, which everybody can tweet me and tell me how stupid I am, is that uh, the hockey sense is not there to feel like he's a guy that can eventually contribute consistently on your in your top six or even in your top nine, as I don't think he's designed to play that role. All right, so an excellent trade for Ken Holland because he gets cap space. Now it's how he uses the cap space. I'm going to throw, I'm going to ask you to order the defenseman, and it might partially depend on what you have to send back. Well, it's going to depend. We're here. Frank Saravalli said today two number ones for Matthias Eckholm at 6.25 million, three years left. Uh, we've heard before, you know, two number ones to, uh, to Arizona for Chikrin at 4.6 million left. Uh, Pareko's name is out there. He's got a lot of term left at six and a half million. Uh, Gavrikov is two point eight million. He's a pending UFA. Doesn't sound like he'd sign. Give me your headspace as where you're at. What defenseman makes the most sense for Ken Holland and the Edmonton Oilers? Well, it's always a combination of what you pay. For me, unfortunately for me, my evaluation of the Oilers is they really could use two top four defensemen. So, you know, what does that mean or what am I saying? Uh, the best player, you know, that's out there, I think everybody would universally agree, would be Eric Carlson. That's your top guy, but I don't see a deal being worked out for Eric this year by anybody. Nothing to do with the Edmonton Oilers. I just think there's too much of a bridge there to gap in terms of bringing that 11.5 cap hit down. I don't see San Jose being willing to do that this year with the term left, and I don't see any team being willing to do that either. So after him, you know, you're into guys like Chikrin, Pareko. Uh, Montour's a guy that's out there, but nobody's talking about him. I don't think he gets traded. Okay. But his name is certainly lightly out there. Ekholm, uh, Cam Fowler's name is out there a little bit as teams have kind of put players on the market that we haven't seen in the past. Uh, Philly for sure has Proverb already out there. McDonough's a guy that's interesting. Um, there's a lot of possible scenarios for Edmonton. I do think D is their number one need. If I were them, though, I'd be thinking about trying to acquire 2D off okay. of one team. And it's not easy to do. 2D off of one team? Yep. You got a yep. team? You might, look at a, you might look at a combination like Pareko and Letty. You might look at a combination, you know, with Barry Trotz taking over in Nashville. Is it possible they really want to reset it? Uh, Ryan McDonough is making $8.5 million next year in salary. His cap hit is 6.75. You know that Ekholm's name is out there. You believe that is real. Could there be a possibility? And if there were, then, you know, the way these trades are working now, it is going to cost you two first. And it's probably going to cost you something else contingent besides that but it's not going to be four first like like is on the market right now i think nashville would do a deal you'd probably have to include a good young d if you want to do something like that though yeah uh, let's just focus on echo okay I, I mean they've got yossi he's he's a one of the three best defensemen on the planet um do you think they'd take back a barry or a cc for echo Um, I think that depending on the picks that you're willing to give them, that yes, they would absolutely consider it. I think you have an open slate right now. I really do. Yeah. 
you know, for Edmonton, the problem is it's it's great if you move a guy. You know, in Tyson's case, then that would mean you're going to use Bouchard in that role, which yep. is fine. It's much cheaper. Yep. Um, in the short. In Cece's case, yeah, that would mean you have to replace what he gives Edmonton. And, uh, you know, he still gives them a lot of solid defensive play for a bigger guy. So if you're going to bring in a guy like Ekholm, uh, I don't think your gain would be as much as you would hope independently without having maybe another plan to add on right, in I'll, that space. Okay, I'm going to micro uh, BBM this for you then. Would you trade Barry at four? And, and I like Tyson, okay, and he's very popular in the room. He's had a pretty good year. Would you trade Barry and two number ones for Echo? Um, I would make that trade, yeah. Yeah. I don't think you need to pay that much for just Echo, no. I mean, the paying of Barry would be considered taking money. And I think Tyson is a good player. I do think he has ice you water in his veins told- and he could, could be protective. You were the guy that told us three years ago that he was going to sign here, by the way. Or. Right, or yeah, two years ago. That's right. You broke that he was yep. signing here. So Brian Lott is joining us right now, um, and he is our Oilers now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. Do you have any time for Colton Sissons? Do you think he's a decent player? Decent player. I think that, you know, he's in the category where it's fungible. You can find other similar players. Uh, not a guy that you're going to want to overpay for, but a guy that could help. I think the Oilers in their current situation. Okay, uh, I'm going to ask you about a guy that you probably got a pretty good, uh, pretty good idea on, and that is Nick Bukestead. He is is he not part of the Beauty League in uh, Minnesota? He is. Uh, I know Nick very well. He's a tremendous kid. He's having a great season. There's no doubt he's going to be traded. There's no doubt that Arizona wants too much for him right now, but I do think that that'll, that price will drop a bit as we get closer. Uh, he's a big guy that can skate. He was a healthy scratch last year for the Wild in the playoffs. So you have to remember that, but um, I think that with more ice time, he's really got his offensive game back to where people really thought he was going to end up a while ago when he signed a massive long-term deal. Um, I just think he would be a, a great addition for the Oilers in the bottom six and a guy that could jump up at times and play in your top six. So he'd be a really versatile forward. He is a good penalty killer. Uh, he's a massive man. There's a lot to like there about Nick. He's got 13 goals this year, 23 points. He's plus seven on a rebuilding team. He's playing almost 17 minutes a game. I didn't know that. A six foot six right shot. Now he's having a tough year in the circle. He's only at uh, 47%. Last year he didn't he didn't take a ton of faceoffs in Minnesota when he was there, but he had a 55% season in the circle. So I don't know, but maybe he's just getting more work. He's a in his career, he's at about 49%, so he's not a great... Sissons, uh, Colton Sissons, now Sissons costs three times as much. $900,000 is nothing. I mean, what are you, you said they want way too much. What would they want for for Bukestead? Uh, it's been rumored they want a second. I heard that's leaking down to a third now. Uh, as they definitively want to move him, we'll see how that shakes out. I can't imagine that it would be more than a third-round pick, and it's possible it might even be a fourth. Okay. Uh, I do see whoever whoever trades for Chickman, in my opinion, is going to ins- insist 
that they get a guy like Bukestad in a trade as well. They're going to pay top price, and they're going to try to roll that into the deal. What would you pay for Chickren? Would you do two number ones and a uh, number two for him? He's $4.6 million, uh, two years left after this year. Uh, I absolutely would do that. I'm high on Chickren. I think his game has really jumped up this year. Uh, I would do that on the basis of whatever I had on my team that I needed to move out that Arizona would be more accommodating than they have been in that realm in their conversations over the last couple of years. We're hearing, They've been very resistant yes. to take on extra money. Yeah, we're hearing that it's yeah. got to be a, a clean deal, which means no money going back at all in a Chikrin trade. Yeah, I think that is uh, a good starting point for them, but I think that if they want to make that deal, and to their credit, they've said they don't have to, but at some point they're going to start to lose value on that trade because there's going to be less time that you get them at yep. a good price. So I wouldn't be surprised if they would relent a little bit on that for the right players, you know, not dead money, not ridiculous contracts. I do think they might be able to get to some flexibility in that area. What did you think of the body of work uh, from Kyle Dubas and the Maple Leafs over the last two weeks? Because they seemingly did not have a lot of cap space. And they've added Ryan O'Reilly, Noel Achari, who some people thought might you might be able to get for a third or fourth round pick, uh, and then Jay, Jamie McCabe, who you know had a seventeen no trade list, and the Leafs were not on that no trade list. They get him at half price, as well as uh, Sam Lafferty. Uh, honestly, uh, I think Kyle has really learned. Since he's been a general manager, I think he's done an excellent job in Toronto. I think he could be a little bit of a Phil Mickelson in the Tiger Woods era where they just can't get by the Tampa Bay Lightning, but that doesn't make him a, a bad GM or anything like that. As a matter of fact, I think that he really gets it. I think he's built a very strong staff there. You know, he's got guys like Brandon Pridham on his staff. You know, Brandon came from Central Registry, understands the cap as well as anybody uh, they have been able to do things seamlessly that when I look around the National Hockey League, some other clubs struggle to get done. Uh, and for that, I give Kyle a lot of credit. If they don't win a round, do I think that he will still be the GM? I have no idea. I think he definitely deserves to continue on as the GM because he's done a good job. And all you can do is control your team. So my evaluation to him would be very, very strong. As a matter of fact, if he weren't the GM of Toronto, I would go out on a limb and say he would be hired very quickly by somebody else. All right. Uh, Brian, great stuff. Love having you on the show. Thanks for all the information you shared on the air, and you've also shared as well. It's been awesome. And uh, we'll reach out again. Is that cool? My pleasure, Bob. Anytime. You bet. That is uh, Brian Lawton. Again, the NHL trade deadline comes down the pipe on Friday. Our deadline day coverage will be brought to you by Pub 1905 with 75-cent wings, $7 Canadian and Coors Light everyday game day. Head to Pub 1905 on Jasper Avenue. Um, when we come back, we'll get to the orders now. Prospect report uh, for our, uh, well, our, our special friends. Yeah, we're going to get to it for Reface Magic, and uh, yeah, it is 149 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. We head into the Oilers Now Prospect Report, brought to you by Reface Magic. Save money on your kitchen renovation. Don't replace Reface. Here's Brendan Escott. 
All right, Reed Schaefer's been reignited as of late. Eight points in his last three games. Edmonton's first rounder from last year with a three-point game against Victoria. Then he had two goals and two assists against Tri-City. Followed that up with a goal against Portland. So 23 goals, 24 assists. Give him 47 points in 44 games this year. He is pay, uh, railing only Matt Vey Petrov, who does pace Oilers prospects in scoring. Another fine season out there in the OHL for North Bay. 25 goals, 81 points so far. He's on pace for a 97-point season, Bob. All right. Uh, cars cost less than Wetaska and Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaska and well-known for their top-shelf service department. They don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. Uh, reach out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and let the teams at Brent Ridge Ford make you a repeat customer. 780-352-6048. Your Ford Truck Authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. Into this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Again, we got the Cali Road Trip coming up in April to see the Oilers play the Kings of the Ducks. Reach out to New West Travel or newwesttravel.com. Back in this date in 1990, I was working at ITV Sports Night with Darren Detition. We didn't have a show that night. I was like a completely <laughs> irrelevant guy, kind of like I am today. And uh, Dutchie was the biggest star in sports in this town. Maybe him and Brian Hall. What happened, Brendan? Well, the Oilers and Kings set an NHL record for the most penalties in a game with 86, breaking the old mark of 84 set back in 1981. Teams combined for 356 minutes as Wayne Gretzky's Kings won 4-2 in Los Angeles. Oilers did set the NHL record with 45 penalties that night. All right. Uh, it is 154. We're going to wrap up the show. I'm going to stay around the studio for at least an hour here. There is a possibility we could have some more action today. Okay? Oilers cleared the space. Yes, a Pugliarvi. Mentioned Arizona. They want a clean deal. And preferably two future number ones. Nashville just traded Tanner Janot. You know who's a lot like Tanner Janot that's in the Western Hockey League, Brendan? Reed Schaefer would be my guess. <laughs> Matthias Ackholm. Jacob Chikrin. Would the Preds retain some money? I don't know. But we could see some movement. Never say never. So uh, we'll keep you covered here at 6.30. Chad, off to a global news weather traffic update. Spectre will join us tomorrow for Aquarian Renovations. And we'll also have James Myrtle on from The Athletic. Reed Wilkins will have more coverage tonight from 6 to 8. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. Followed by Rob Rakenerch in 2 to 3. Chelsea Bird with Chelsea on Ched from 3 to 6. Oh, it's interesting. Stay with us.